My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. What's up, everybody? I'm Walker, also known as Retail Ranger. This podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for over 35 years. Each week, we'll discuss a different topic about life as a retail ranger. We hope you enjoy listening. Let's do this. Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger. Hey, everybody. It is uh, Sunday, June 12th, 2022. Welcome to episode 27 of Walker Retail Ranger. <laughs> ah, I like that dramatic pause yeah, there, did you? So, hey, real quick before we get started, I was uh, scrolling through the IG earlier, you know, the old Instagram. Oh. I'm trying to get a little bit more current on there, and uh, I came across Perfectly Soy. Obviously, we love those items. Oh, yeah. Well, I was noticing uh, her flavors for the June subscription box, and it made me... I had to handwrite it onto my little notes for today because it sounds that amazing. Nice. So perfectlysoycandles.com is where you can go to get, check this out. Honolulu Sun. Imagine you are on the beach in Hawaii with top notes of orange, middle notes of coconut, and bottom notes of palm leaves and tonka. Doesn't that sound amazing? It does. So I don't know. I guess tonka is like the toy, the truck. Oh, no. Uh, I don't oh. think that's what... Uh, beach Vibes Classic Coconut Banana Suntan Lotion. That sounds amazing. Mm. Watermelon Sugar, which I believe that's a song. Is Isn't it? it? Isn't that Watermelon Sugar or something like that? Oh, oh no. Anyways, Yummy Sweet Watermelon and Sparkling Grapefruit. Okay. Ooh. Uh, middle notes of Sweet Watermelon and Honeydew. And there's Raspberry. Uh, bottom notes of Lemongrass and Basil. So that one sounds Ooh, good I'm going to drink it. Spiced Coconuts. Makes me thirsty. This sophisticated fragrance is more on the spicy or dark side with notes of clove, coconut milk, and peppercorn. Middle notes of Green Violet. I should have Googled this word, Mugue, M-U-G-U-E-T, Mugue, je ne sais pas, iris and something with bottom notes of worn leather, sandalwood, cashmere, and amber. That's a lot of flavor. That sounds good. Though. That's a lot of flavor. Yeah, anyway, so I just, like I said, that was kind of an impromptu thing. It, it sounded amazing. The watermelon sugar got me. Mm-hmm. You had me at watermelon sugar. <laughs> so today is uh, June 12th. Uh, it is uh, Superman Day, Liz. Oh, right. Yep. He was uh, first created in 1933. Didn't get published till 1938. But then he was so amazing, he got his own comic, actually, in 1939. Okay. So that's pretty good. He's had a pretty good run. I didn't know they had him that far back. Yeah. Yeah, Superman's been around. He looks good for 100, almost 100 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, National Red Rose Day to honor the flower that is a symbol of love and romance. (sighs) Ah. All right. Uh, International <laughs> Falafel Day. Uh, did I say that right? Yes. Because you thought for sure I was going to miss that. I thought you were. Uh, falafel. Fal- uh, falafel. But apparently in 1862, the first falafel stand opened in Jerusalem. Hmm. 1862. Interesting. All right. Uh, hope it's hope he's been rotating it. <laughs> uh, National Peanut Butter Cookie Day. Uh, apparently peanut butter didn't hit the shelves in the stores until 1920. 
Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. I, I, I kind of figured it was earlier. Me too. It's just kind of always been there. Not that I was there in 1920. <laughs> well, no. But in 1932, the recipe with the traditional fork lines on top, which, you know, that's what most people oh, right, see peanut right. butter cookies as, it was published in the Schenectady Gazette. Nailed it. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, Schenectady Gazette. Pretty cool. So, uh, another little impromptu thing going here. I have a love-hate relationship with squirrels. <laughs> All right. It goes back a couple of years where I think it was 2019 or 20. I can't remember, but I was working on the back deck and this squirrel was dropping acorns <laughs> physically onto my head. When I was changing the light bulb on the backlight, I got hit. Yeah. It was like a game. It, it, it was, it seriously became a game. At first Liz thought I was joking, but you actually witnessed it. Oh yeah, I did. So it became pretty personal, and I will state that when we were getting our floors done, we stayed in our camper in the driveway, and I sat outside in a little folding chair with my twenty-two, <laughs> and I, I was I was waiting. I I literally sat in that chair for hours, just patiently waiting for this squirrel. Yeah, didn't one of them make your head bleed? Yes, I will post that picture. I, I actually <laughs> have a. A, a wound created from a squirrel throwing an acorn at me. So, it, it, like I said, it was really personal. And and I want to love them. They're so cute. They're the cutest things. I'm sitting there watching them, and they're, they're just the cutest little things. But when you draw blood on the Walkman, <laughs> we got a problem. Yeah, well, when I was out there with you with, mm-hmm. at the camper, mm-hmm. they were starting to throw them at me, too. They were throwing it in our direction. And they were I was hitting like, the canopy oh, my gosh, it's yep. on. So, I killed my first squirrel. And, and it's sad. It is. But that one was personal. So it was a lot easier. And, and we did skin it and we were going to eat it. I just left it. We let it sit in the fridge too long in the brine. But it's neither here nor there. So then last year, I did shoot another squirrel. And I got the payback on that one because I, was, I came home for lunch one day. And I was standing out between my two trucks. And a baby squirrel literally ran up to me. And I'm sitting there just watching him. And it's like, man, he's getting close. He literally ran up my leg. And That was so cute. It, it was. It was the cutest little thing. So there, you got that side where it's a love relationship. Oh, no. So here's where the hate thing comes back. <laughs> so we moved our bird feeders out into the yard in that double, double uh, shepherd's hook, right? Right. And it's been awesome watching the birds out there. Just awesome. And how many birds have been killed this past week? None. None. We have solved... The birder side. Yes. It is, it is, it's not happening. So two, three days ago, Liz sends me a picture. Both of the bird feeders that were there are on the ground broken. So we, we assume squirrels or something happened. But then there's also a rumor that there's a black bear in our neighborhood. Yeah. So we were wondering about that. Well, I kid you not, half an hour before we recorded this. So at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time, <laughs> I saw a squirrel shimmy up the shepherd's hook. Which I thought it was too skinny for them to yeah, be able to do too. that. Yeah, I did too. And he was hanging onto the bird feeder, eating out of it. So you would replace the bird feeders with sturdier ones. They had a metal hook and all that. Right. It was more substantial. And I was like, oh my God, let's come here. You got to see this. And I think by the time he got over there, he was, he was done. But it didn't break the bird feeder. So my hand is silky smooth right now because I just went out and applied Vaseline up and down that shepherd's hook. And I sat out there for about 20 minutes with my phone ready because I'm going to get one of those videos of one of those suckers jumping on there and just wee down. <laughs> like a little fireman. It, it's coming. It's coming. So last week we talked about your pizza. Right? Right. How'd it come out? 
okay. I thought it was great. I thought it was very tasty. I thought that dough that you said would require less time was was substantial. Tasty. What? I, I, like, I like the stretchier dough. That one was a little more crusty. Crusty. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, it's pizza. Like I said before, you, you can't go wrong with it. And we did have one of the things you mentioned on a prior podcast. Remember when you were cleaning out the fridge and getting sauces and stuff built and all that? Right. You had mentioned zucchini boats. Did we oh, or did yes. we not have zucchini boats? This they week? were so good. And they were amazing. And I guess what I like about zucchini boats, if you ever if you haven't had one, they're satisfying, but you don't get full full. Yeah. We ate like we, we each ate had a, lot. <laughs> a, a zucchini and a half a piece. Yep. And they were good size. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously when you put spaghetti sauce and meat and cheese on them it brings down the nutritional value of hair but you're also not eating all the carbs because right. you're eating vegetables so zucchini boats are good um yesterday Uh-oh. you you had an experiment that didn't go well at first and that was the beer can chicken oh lord a beer sacrificed its life yesterday yeah, that that was a disaster. It was not. I will well, the, I will correct you right now. The it, process it tasted good after, but it just took forever. So, tell me what happened, Liz. How'd you start off? Got my little beer can holder thingy. Yep. And seasoned up my chicken. Yep. Sat it on the beer can, put it on the grill. Okay. So I was going by a recipe. Sure. Had all the coals to one side. Was ready to go. Went to put the top on it. And the chicken was too tall. Too tall chicken. For the top. So I was like, well, I'll just balance it on there. So the chicken's under there, you know, with a real top. Sitting on top of the chicken. Just, yeah. Where his head would have been. Right. Okay. So then I looked out there a mm-hmm. couple minutes later, because it wasn't over the coals. It was... To the side. To the side. Yeah. Well, I saw a lot of smoke. So I went out there and it was on fire. The The front part of the chicken the was part. a fire. <laughs> So, anyway, I moved it around a few times. I ended up having to take the top off because that just wasn't working. And I knew it was not going to be done. Right. And the coals were dying. I was like, man, i got to finish this in the oven. So, I put it in the oven. And, oh, my goodness. The whole house. Smoke factory filled McGee. Filled with smoke because of that the grease dripping out onto the sheet pan. Yep. Because I, It was know, bad. Yeah, it was so bad. I teared up twice. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, the fire department called and said, you guys good? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we're good. She's doing the beer can chicken. They're like, hey, use it outside in a smoker with a taller lid. And we're like, thanks, guy. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for next time. But all that, it was incredibly juicy. It was. That was the juiciest breast meat I have ever had. And you don't like breast I meat. I do not like breast meat, but I went back for seconds and I went back for seconds of what? Breast meat. Yeah. Which, that says a lot. And, and even being on fire, it was still good. Well, yeah, it had that uh, charred taste. <laughs> we'll call it charred. So, uh, on a ranch note, the eggs are getting bigger and heavier from our girls out there. Uh, the food obviously agrees with them. Uh, you noticed that yesterday when you got the eggs, they were a little bit sturdier. Yeah. Not, not shell-wise, but like they were a little bit bigger and you could just feel the heft. Yeah, they were definitely bigger. So, when you cracked them this morning... Did you notice with the shell any? They weren't as hard as they, they weren't. Eat. So it took so, about a week. Yeah. All right. Well, as much as they eat, I can. I'm impressed that it changed that quickly. So the potatoes are looking awesome. Uh, I haven't seen knock on wood. I haven't seen any potato bugs or nothing on there yet. Uh, we did notice. I think you alerted me that our cantaloupe patch that we are growing didn't Morpheus get in there? Yes. 
So he thought it was a litter box. Mm-hmm. But, but he didn't poop. No. So hopefully all the rain we've had has washed away any hopefully. any other liquid that might have gone in there. <laughs> but I will tell you, the, the, so the goop theory, just throwing all the goop and seeds together, worked fine. They just need to they be need spread to out more. Definitely should have spread them out better. <laughs> I will post a picture later of how thick the thatch oak cantaloupe is. Uh, we're going to have to go out there and separate them. Because yeah. there is, I would guesstimate 50 <laughs> in like the size of your, a little bit bigger than your palm right. or your hand. So I got a little aggressive there. They're just chilling. So, uh, bad news. Uh, I think last week I reported the gas went up 20 cents out here, and uh, it's gone up yet another 20 cents. We are at the four ninety nine a gallon mark. That's ridiculous. That it, it, It's seriously, this is ridiculous. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this. We have enough resources in this country to fix this situation. We do, plain and simple. And I'm all about being environmental and converting to electric over time. We are pushing this way too fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm all about hybrids. I'm, I'm all about electric. My understanding is electric vehicles actually only account for 1% of the vehicles that are on the road right now. Oh, wow. So for them to be pushing fossil fuels down and demonizing them this much, too fast, too wrong. This is just malarkey. <laughs> we can't be sending aid to other countries while we're all struggling. So that that's my little... Maybe not politically correct thing to say, but you know what? I'm a retail ranger, and speaking for all retail rangers out there, we got to get to work, and it is expensive to drive. I mean, it, it is. is. It's. I'm, I'm upset. I'm actually. I'm gonna go with. I'm infuriated about the gas <laughs> prices, and this is seriously. It's impacting my ability to go on vacation. I can't. I can't tow my trailer anywhere right now. It would cost two hundred and sixteen dollars to fill up our tow vehicle. $216. Yeah, that's crazy. That's with the $0.08 cents off thing. <laughs> Seriously, I yeah. did the math. And I can't afford to drive anywhere to a campground. I mean, the whole point of having a campground is getting away and relaxing. You're not paying the money. We can barely afford that, let alone throw the gas prices into it. Right. And, and I'm sorry. I just feel like this is falling on deaf ears. If we got people that are representing us, they're not representing us very well. Because this should not have gotten to this point, and I keep hearing it's going to go to six, and that's even more scary. I mean, I think about the single mom that works in my store, working 40 hours a week, also works part-time as a waitress, you know? Yeah. On the weekends. Making it before all this, and now with the price of gas or the price of the cost of living in general, this is just insane. And if they would stop worrying about all the other crap that we're being inundated with and focus on our economy, I think it would be a whole different world. That's my speech. All right. So (laughs) speaking of... feel better? (laughs) I do, just because, you know what? I'm serious. I'm the average Joe. Right. We're average people out there. We're the average Americans just doing our thing. Going to work, come home, have a cold brew, maybe take a vacation or two a year, and go keep working for the man. (laughs) You know? And this is the thanks we're getting. So I don't know. I just feel like they got their boot on our necks, and I don't like it. Speaking of great news, <laughs> the uh, inflation went up another eight. It's up to eight point six percent now. How how you doing? Good, good. Cool. Now I'm really getting mad. All right then. Gasoline up forty eight point seven percent over this time last year. Forty eight percent over last year. That's what. Uh, electricity's up twelve percent. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, According to Rent.com, the national average has increased for a one-bedroom apartment. 
it has increased 26.5%. For a two-bedroom, it's a little bit cheaper at 25 versus last year. That's insane. Yeah. And you know why part of that is? Remember the COVID relief where people didn't have to pay right. rent? You know what? Those landlords and all that, they had they had to eat it. Yeah. They got to get their money. I mean, if we had, if we as average Joes were lucky enough to have an investment property and somebody didn't have to pay us rent for two years on that, that income, it's coming out of our pocket. Right. We got to get it. So naturally, we're going to have to raise the rent. I mean, uh, all right. Moving on. Let me have a sip of this uh, drink. <laughs> mm. So, overall, food has gone up 10.1% versus this time last year. But the horrible one that impacts most of us retail rangers is food at home is up 11.9%. Let's just say 12. Check this out. It was 3.5% in 2020 and up 3.5% in 2021. All that stuff's behind us, and here we are sitting at a 12% in 2022. 12% more. Beef and veal is up 14.3. Pork up 13.7. Poultry, which is supposed to be the cheapest, it's kind of our last-ditch thing as far as eating meat, is up 15.3. And that's going to get worse, folks, because we got that bird flu thing happening. I'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, Fish and seafood up 12%. On that note, I want to give props to my uh, meat manager. Uh, hooked us up with some amazing catfish that he oh, caught over that the weekend. That's beautiful. That's what we're actually having for dinner tonight. Yes. I know you said it was probably the best um, filleted catfish, and it smelled amazing. Uh, so appreciate it, Tom. We're uh, looking forward to living off that land. And as a matter of fact, you said we might have to go out there and see if we can get some catfish. Yeah, I so would love to. If we can afford the gas to get there, we'll have to load up our bikes in a basket. <laughs> Eggs, eggs, Liz, up 22.6%. Now, I'm about to drop some data here from the USDA's website, USDA.gov. And I had seen some blurb on the Twitter feed about eggs going up to a, you know, 12 bucks a dozen. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. I think they're getting close to that because listen to this. This is, I'm going to read this directly from the USDA.gov website. An ongoing outbreak of highly pathogenic avian influenza has reduced the U.S. egg layer flock and drove a 10.3% increase in retail egg prices in April 2022. Retail poultry prices have been high, with historically low stocks of frozen chicken, also called, called cold storage. Apparently, they've been like kind of like what they do with potatoes. You raise these chickens and you put them in storage so you got a backup to the backup. Right. So when stuff happens... You got some chickens you can still sell. And that's probably why a lot of times at the grocery store, when we get our chicken and it's partially frozen, you know what I'm talking right, about? Right, right. So there's that. Um, so the ongoing highly pathogenic avian influenza outbreak has also contributed to increasing poultry prices as over 38 million birds have been affected. Wow, that's insane. 38 million birds. They didn't say it twice. I just did for effect. <laughs> the disease prevalence also impacts international demand for U.S. poultry. Price impacts of the outbreak will be monitored closely. Poultry prices are now predicted to increase between 85 and 9.5%. That's on top of the 15%. They're predicting. Oh, my gosh. And egg prices are predicted to increase between 195 and 20.5%. It's already up 225 they're predicting another 20%. Wow. Oh. 
So seriously, the the a buck and egg thing, <laughs> it's, it's almost real. It, it might actually become cheaper for us to grow our own out, eggs out here. You know, because obviously with the price of feed and the, well, the pine shavings every once in a while. Right. But you don't make money on backyard chicken eggs. No. The point is just to have it in case something happens. Right. We might be able to start selling some eggs, girl. <laughs> but of course, we can't afford the gas to get to the end of the road to sell them. <laughs> you have to come here. All right, on to happier news, folks. Here we go. Seriously. There's a sriracha shortage. No. Yes. And that's the one hot condiment that I've actually learned to like. I like sriracha. Yeah, you do like that. Uh, So due to the drought in Mexico, there's a shortage of chili peppers, limiting the supply of sriracha hot sauce. Probably going to last throughout the summer. Thanks. Mm. Mm. So, and according to tasteofhome.com, there are about nine food categories that are under strain supply-wise still. And we know a couple of them. Uh, Wheat. That's obviously due to the Russian-Ukraine war. Plus, India banned exports of wheat to protect their own food security. Wow. They're taking care of themselves. Wink, wink. Gas. (laughs) I read something today, too, going back to the gas thing. It costs an amazing amount of energy to import um, gas from Russia. Like, we're putting gas on a Russian or on a tanker, drive or shipping it all the way over here. The amount of CO2 and emissions and all that climate stuff that that produces would completely be negated by us actually drilling here in our country. True. Ah. All right, sugar. This was interesting. Brazil diverted more sugar cane to ethanol production versus sugar due to high energy prices. Wow. So they're going to, because, you know, ethanol is actually in gas. Oh, yeah, that's true. So instead of having sugar, sugar, they're like, hey, we can make more money, turn it into that gas additive. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Got to respect the hustle. Uh, avocados. Um, as a matter of fact, ours are from Peru right now. Usually it's avocados from Mexico, right? <laughs> yeah. Avocados from Peru. Yeah. That sounds better. Can... <laughs> avocados from Peru. Yeah. I just wanted to leave that silent so in case somebody wanted to use that later. Yeah. But apparently the drought and still kind of an impact from that U.S. inspector threat that we talked about months ago. Uh, paper goods are kind of a concern because of the uh, the pulp supplies a lot of that comes from russia russia is one of the biggest exporter of pulp to europe so now they got to rely on their own we got to rely on our own and of course since we've shipped a lot of stuff overseas yeah how's that working out for (laughs) us and i don't did we talk about it last week or was that just me and you shooting the breeze about the quality of packaging i don't think we talked about it so i was fronting up the cereal section the other day and as I was picking the top of the cereal box up and moving it forward, the dang thing crushed in my hand. And I was like, all right, well, that's a pretty weak box. Maybe that's a Friday at 5 o'clock production box, right? <laughs> and then I go and I take a couple more, and the boxes are thinner, which I get it. You got to cut back somewhere. But, man, whew, this supply chain thing impacts a lot. Just with the fuel, the labor, the, the supply cost. Everything is just causing everything to be crazy expensive and you're getting less stuff. Don't get me started about toilet paper. Oh my gosh. Uh, canned goods, manufacturers are still dealing still dealing with aluminum shortage. And here's a funny thing. So we drink some golden beverages and we're like, well, that's an aluminum can. Let's, let's turn them in. Maybe with the aluminum shortage, we might be able to make some money. Right. 
dude, it, it's it's crazy how little they give you for aluminum. Yeah, I think it was, you would have to have 5,000 cans to make $100. Look, I'm willing to try. Yeah, but no. where you have to drive to take it, by the oh. time you get home. And I, just, I don't know what 5,000 cans of beer looks like. <laughs> my, my liver will probably be like, peace, I'm out. Yeah. I'm moving into the camper. Yeah, I think it would be a while so before pet, we got all that. Pet food still a struggle because of aluminum and the shipping issues because a lot of that stuff comes from China. Uh, eggs and meat, you got the avian flu, grain prices, fertilizer, fuel, labor issues, all that's impacting the whole agriculture business. Lord have mercy. Uh, and here's one that I learned today. And this, this hits close to home. Uh-oh. Alcoholic beverages. <laughs> oh, no. Apparently, there's a glass shortage, and with the grain shortages, True. they and I can't remember exactly who said it, but there was some big wig for some beverage company, and he said that he expects the beverage category to experience shortages this summer. And a lot of what I was reading was saying a lot of this stuff's going to happen and occur and keep happening until 2023. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. So this is why we don't talk about this stuff all the time on every podcast, because it ain't getting better. And, and obviously, I'm pretty upset right now. I might have to take another blood pressure pill <laughs> post-actively. But other than that, there ain't too much more going on. We're just kind of working. We are going on a uh, staycation. Yes. Thanks to those gas prices uh, after next week. What are we doing? We got anything planned, really? Just kind of messing around? Well... We have a honeydew list. We <laughs> have a honeydew list. It's not a honey's do list. It's a honey. Okay. So I know I'm going to probably do some wood staining, right? Well, I was going to stain some, like the front. Okay. Well, what, what else is on my honeydew list? Go ahead and call it out now so I can start preparing. The deck. Oh, the back deck? Yeah. Ooh. I know. So I don't know if we've told the story. But we have a like almost 700 square foot back deck. And we built that because we, we had your typical 10 by 12 back there. But our yard is so sloped, so rocky, nasty. You can't put a pool it's, or nothing It's so back many there. rocks. Yeah. It's crazy. So we had a almost 700 square foot deck built. And it is beautiful. But my goodness. The, the maintenance. maintenance that maintenance, though. Whew. Thankfully, we put that super thick stuff on there. I don't know what it's called, like renew something, but it's like super thick and it lasts a lot longer than regular stain because I, I, we couldn't stain that every two years. Oh, that's a chore. This stuff lasts like four or five years. Yeah, that's so, great. But we did have some uh, tree rot, but it's a, what, 2007, I think is when we had the deck built. Yeah. So that's 15 year run. But the price of lumber, <sighs> brutal. Anyway, so, uh, hey, we appreciate the support, everybody. I think that's what we're going to, we're going to end with today. Uh, hopefully we'll just keep going. Please, if you can share this on whatever media you can try to get the word out there. Uh, we're, we're seeing a couple more little red blips showing up on the map. Hello, Tampa. <laughs> uh, and I did notice that, uh, there, there's a place up in Washington or Portland, Oregon. I can't remember which one it's right on the line of Oregon, Washington. I can't really tell, but whoever that is, Thank you. It sounds like you've listened to every episode. Aww. Yeah, that was kind of cool. So, all right. So we are on all the social media mentioned before. Let's see if I can remember some of them here. We got uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, TuneIn, RSS.com, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, 
Yeah, we're just blowing it up there, and I'm going to try to get some more pics. Hopefully, I can get some pictures of these squirrels doing the shimmy up and down the pole out there. Uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I do love to hate me some squirrels, and I hate to love me some squirrels. Can you feel it? I feel it. All right. Y'all have a good day, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace. Hey, Retail Rangers. Be sure to check out walkerretailranger.com. We're also on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Overcast, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. Unfortunately, we're no longer on SoundCloud as far as the, the newest episodes go because we apparently ran out of space. And I'm not trying to pay for it. Gas is 20 cents up. You know what I'm saying? So uh, anyways, appreciate your support. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.